Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. All right, my name is Eric Hurt, and we're here again uh, to do another podcast with Setting Captives Free. And I'm here with my good friend, Mike Cleveland. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm very good, enjoying the grace of God and just the, uh, the, the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's warmed my heart today, and I'm glad to be sharing with you today, Eric. Uh, amen. And so we thought that we would use, uh, start off with Colossians 1, uh, verses 13 and 14. And so, Mike, would you like to start us off today? Okay, sure. That would be Colossians 1, 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Uh, you know, Eric, I think about the dominion of darkness. Mm. This is talking about the authority or the kingdom of darkness. And that's that's what we were in. You know, it wasn't that we just were passing through the darkness. Uh, you know, we were in its kingdom. Uh, I was enslaved and in bondage and, and trapped and a captive and, uh, you know, in, in darkness. In other words, darkness has power. Mm. And I was, was uh, you know, could not get out of that darkness on my own because I was in the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> right. And I love how it says that he rescued us from it because we had no power to do so in ourselves. Uh, like you said, that, I mean, this darkness, it's like a dark, evil cloud that just clouds your entire life, uh, your entire mind. Um, and yet, Mike, we've been rescued out of that heaviness. Uh, we've been rescued out of the darkness that we've lived in for so long uh, that we had no hope of getting out of. And, you know, it's, we went from one domain to another. We've been rescued and delivered and brought into uh, the kingdom of the son he loves. And this is just, this is amazing to think about, isn't it, brother? It's, it's awesome, Eric, because like you said, we couldn't rescue ourselves. You know, there wasn't any steps or anything we could do. We couldn't make decision to get out of the darkness. We couldn't um, you try our hardest and claw our way up out of the dark pit. I mean, we were truly um, just slaves and uh, and trapped in this kingdom of darkness. You know, I think about um, my heart was a kingdom of darkness. My my mm. heart loved darkness. Mm. Uh, found its its thrills in darkness. You know, darkness is, stands for secrecy and hiding. Mm. You know. It, Stands for bondage and captivity, and uh, you know I had a dark heart. I had a dark conscience, Eric. My my conscience accused me night and day, um, and like having a, a, a uh, you know attorney um, just there constantly throwing up my sins in my face, um, reminding me of all the evil I'd done. You know, this is the dominion of darkness. 
and it is an absolutely horrible place. But brother, like you said, look at that word rescued. <laughs> rescued us. Um, you know, and, and think about what he had to do in order to come to our rescue. Hmm. Um, left the glory of heaven. Jesus Christ came to a dark earth and then he went to a dark cross. And the Bible says he was in darkness for three hours as darkness came over the whole land. And so there he hung on the cross, having entered our darkness in order to rescue us out of it. Hmm. Wow. I just, sometimes it just, you know, fills my heart with love because Eric, I couldn't rescue myself. So Jesus came and did it. Yeah, you're right. It really does fill our hearts with love. And this is obvious that it's not just eternal life here, brother. This isn't just eternal life. This is a rescue mission that the cross has provided uh, to deliver us. Uh, in the ESV, it says to deliver us. Uh, and uh, in the NCV, it says it freed us from the power of. And so all these wonderful words, this is, uh, this is what it means to have a new life. Uh, this is what it means to have uh, a dark cloud and a dark mind and yet and a dark heart and, and to be rescued at the cross in Jesus' own life where he transfers us from that domain of darkness to the kingdom. Brother, we live in a new address. This is not our home. Uh, our home uh, is with Christ. And so, you know, it just... I kind of think about when the, when the evil one comes knocking on the door again, we're not there. That's not, that's our former address. We've been delivered. Uh, we've been, we've been removed from that former area. We're not there no more. And so you come a knocking, but guess what? We're with Christ now we're in Christ. And so we're protected by the cross of Christ where he won the victory for us. And I just love to think about that in, in, in that way. Yeah, I love what you said. You can come a knocking, but we aren't there. <laughs> That's um, um, the the other thing is 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 look at this word of the son he loves. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the kingdom of darkness is a kingdom of hate. Uh, it's a it's a kingdom of selfishness where everybody's out for themselves, and I'm only going to do what it benefits me. Mm -hmm. uh, the heck you, you know. But when we come into the kingdom of the son, uh, it is, first of all, the kingdom of the son he loves. Uh, it's a kingdom of love. It's a kingdom of light. And, and now I love you, brother. And I love all my brothers and sisters. And oh, you know, that's changed my heart. I'm not in that kingdom of hate anymore. But Eric, again, think about this. The fact that um, God loved his son, you know, so much. Can you imagine uh, having to, like God sent his son to this world to die. Um, you know, the son he loves, um, the son he loves is, is the very one that he poured out all his hatred for sin on. Uh, he loves his son, but he hates sin. And so he put all that sin on the son he loves. Uh, you know, this is something that humans have a hard time grasping. Um, because you and I would not do something to our son like that. Um, <laughs> but the fact that God loved you and I means that he put our sin on the son he loves. Can you imagine how hard that was for God to, to give up his son and to put all that sin and all that hatred and all that wrath 
on his son so that you and I could come into this kingdom of love. It is mind boggling. It really is. And that is, you know, when we're in this place where our minds and our hearts and our very lives and we're living in darkness, no wonder we can't see this and comprehend this love until we look to the cross over and over, Mike, and continue to look there and really by the spirit applying it and allowing our eyes of faith to really see what happened there, to really see, like you said, the love uh, with the son that he loves. He loves his son so much and he loved the world so much. And, and so he, you know, it's just incredible to think about and to comprehend. We can't comprehend it uh, on our own. We need the Lord to reveal it to us. And it's revealed clearly on, on the cross with his love and his blood and his flesh being torn for our own iniquities. And it is an incredible love when we look there and, and we see it and believe it over and over. And it begins to really sink down deep and to change us. Then, and our eyes are open to it. It is, uh, uh, you can't have, you don't have words for it. It's, I, I'm loved that much. I almost, I almost can't believe it, but, but it, it's true. God sent his, his son because he so loved him and because he so loved us. And in verse 14, it says, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The son paid for our sins. He, he purchased us out of our sin with his own blood with his own breath, uh, with his last heartbeat, uh, with his body mangled on a cross, uh, you know, and that was because he loved us, Mike. Yeah, that is not an earthly kind of love. Uh, that's a love that's self-sacrificing, as you said. And so I look at these verses, Eric, and I see that he rescued us and he redeemed us. Um, we talked last week about um, once an addict, always an addict, you know, the world's teaching. But look what happens in the kingdom of the son. Hmm. Uh, he rescues and he redeems. Um, and he does it through the forgiveness of sins. Uh, Eric, I had such a debt of sin. Hmm. It was a mountain of debt. It was unpayable. And yet here it has been forgiven. Um, and brother, I just think about something for a minute. You know, in Joseph's case, where the brothers came to him, um, after Jacob, their father died, they said, hey, uh, Jacob said that you need to forgive us. Uh, you know, they're trying to, they weren't yeah. sure, weren't certain of his forgiveness. Um, and Joseph said, hey, you know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to accomplish the saving of many lives. But, but Eric, we see a difference here, and that is um, the brothers did not have assurance that they were forgiven. It, their assurance was just based on the character of Joseph, which was, okay, well, he forgives me today, uh, but uh, how are we doing uh, tomorrow? Uh, you know, how are you feeling, Joseph? You know, <laughs> we, because there was no actual payment made um, for their sin. And now with Jesus Christ and the blood he shed, we do not have to wonder. We don't have to guess. We can be fully, completely assured that our forgiveness of sins is based upon a payment that was made. Now, Eric, if you make a payment that you, you let's say you have a bill, 
and you make a payment to that bill collector, uh, you know, they don't demand it again. That's paid. Let's say you paid something off. It's, it's legally paid off. Eric, your sin, brother, is legally paid off. You have been redeemed. You are forgiven. And this is the kingdom that we're in, the kingdom of forgiveness, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of redemption. And I love being in this kingdom, don't you, brother? I do too. And I really hope that somebody listening is smiling as much as I am as you were demonstrating and, and just lifting up the, the wonder of the cross and all that happened there. And I hope that someone listening, just like, like I was, I was receiving all of that love being poured out uh, as we're looking at the cross together. And so, friend, if, you, if that is you, uh, your sin has been paid in full. Uh, your debt has been forgiven. Uh, you're not uh, once an addict, always an addict. You have been rescued. Uh, you have been redeemed. Uh, your debt has been paid. And that is so clear why Jesus said it is finished, paid for. Uh, what he came to accomplish has been accomplished. Uh, the sin debt paid for. Um, victory over idols. Victory over the enemy. Victory over the flesh because sin was put to death in Jesus's flesh. And so this is just, thank you for that, brother. That was just so wonderful when you were, uh, when you were lifting up the cross there and we were looking at it together and it was just filling my heart up is what it was doing. And, and that's exactly what happens when we, when we look at the cross and receive the love there, isn't it? It is. And that's the difference between behavioral change methods and psychology and man, human works and all that. What you just said right there is the difference. Our hearts are affected. Yeah. Um, you, you can't look at the cross, Eric. Try it for a minute. <laughs> try, try turning your eyes upon Jesus. Look at the, the suffering he endured. Look at the love he poured out. Look at the blood he shed. Look at the crown of thorns he wore. And hear him speaking words of forgiveness. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And hear him interceding on behalf of sinners. And just try to do that and see if your heart isn't deeply affected. In, in other words, this was for you. The, don't think of it in terms of a general redemption. Think of it as a personal payment. Uh, he paid for you, you know, gave up his life for you, redeemed you with his blood. And that is the difference, brother. Our hearts are, they're just cut. That's the word the Bible used. They're, they're humbled. They're, we feel that we are the worst sinners ever, and yet more loved than any person has ever been. Um, and, and both of those things have a strong effect on, on uh, rescuing us out of this kingdom of darkness. Because here's the thing, brother, you could put a filter on your computer, and you know that. You could, you could maintain accountability with other brothers, and that's all great. Nothing wrong with those things. But if your heart really loves the kingdom of darkness, you'll find your way right back in there. You'll bypass all the fences you put up. But if your heart is deeply affected and your loves have been changed, um, you don't want to go back there. 
you you do all you can to make sure you don't go back to that dominion of darkness because there's it doesn't have any interest for you your your heart's passion now beats for king jesus <laughs> and for people uh, and so i think you said it really well there about the heart being affected yeah and i love what you said there to look at the cross with me there and then you went about to share with the listeners and with me and yourself, all that happened there. And that really is the difference, isn't it? We look there with our eyes of faith. And it's so different, Mike, if we're looking, uh, like we talked about last week, at once an addict, always an addict, or we're looking at a recovery program or steps, Mike, what we're really doing is we're looking internally, aren't we? We're looking at ourselves and that will never change our heart. It is looking at the cross and the contrast of the greatest love ever seen and ever known, where God, uh, God's wrath was poured out on his son instead of us. We've not only been rescued, but we've escaped. We've escaped the wrath that we should have endured. And yet, Jesus took our place willingly for us. And, and it's just such a difference uh, to look at yourself, as you've said many times, when you look at yourself, it, you bring, it brings you inward and downward. Uh, but looking in the cross lifts you up to see the love and the grace and the mercy poured out for us. And it's the escape route. It's where our feet are planted on solid ground. It is the anchor for our soul. And on and on we go uh, about the wonder and the majesty and the beauty of the cross. Yes. Oh, I love that. The wonder and the majesty and the beauty. It's <laughs> terrible beauty. You know? <laughs> yes, it is. The and so, majesty. <laughs> absolutely. And so, you know, we wanted to maybe go back to Exodus chapter 10, Mike, and have a look at uh, a, pa a parallel passage here. And um, so here we are in Exodus chapter 10, and would you start us off, brother, in verse 21 as we continue? Sure, verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt, darkness that can be felt. Uh, wow, what a descriptive picture. Now, you know, I think it's important to realize that in this passage, um, God is pouring out plagues on the enemies of God's people. Um, these uh, Egyptians had taken his people captive and were refusing to let them go. And so now God is pouring out plagues. He's, he's in essence, uh, cursing his people here with darkness, darkness that can be felt. That's thick, isn't it, brother? You can't see the hand in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact kind of darkness that, uh, that I felt when I was trapped in my slavery of sin. Uh, you know, it, it could be felt. It was heavy. Uh, it was too heavy for me to carry. Uh, it weighted me down. Um, you know, and that's what, that's what sin does. That's what, that's what um, it just, it, it weighs you down. It, it, it drags you down. It slows you down. And uh, it just gives you the feeling that there's absolutely no hope whatsoever for you. Yeah, and look at that word spreads. I mean, here it says, stretch out your hand so that darkness spreads over Egypt. You could, you could picture Egypt and just kind of see the rolling darkness spreading out all over the, 
the land. You know, when you're in this kingdom of darkness, Eric, it spreads all over from your heart to your mind, to your actions, your thoughts, your consciences. It just spreads all over just like this darkness is doing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, you don't really think of a plague of being darkness that can spread, but that's exactly what it does. It spreads and it affects in a negative manner every area of your life, in your workplace, right there in your own home, in your marriage, with your children, uh, with your loved ones, uh, and on and on it goes, brother. It just continues to spread out. It never does anything good. It continues to spread and affect and infect every area of your life until it's absolutely consumed and then how about feeling that? <laughs> exactly. It's a darkness that can be felt. Yeah. Uh, you, your life, when you're in the kingdom of darkness, you feel it. You feel the effects of that darkness in every area. You, you think dark thoughts. You mm -hmm. have darkness between you and your spouse. You, you live in darkness of bondage to sin. You, you're enslaved. You're captive. You're, you know, and when you're in physical darkness, you walk around, stub your toe and bump on things and hit your head. And, you know, you're hurting yourself and other people. And it's just, it's a kingdom of darkness, brother, that can mm -hmm. be felt awful. Right. Yeah. Amen. Uh, well, kind of a, <laughs> amen that we've been <laughs> delivered from it. <laughs> I just love the contrast, though, you know, it, it, because that's exactly how it was. It's just so, uh, so deep and dark and weighted. And, you know, when you're transferred and rescued, it's light and uh, freeing. And the contrast is just so remarkable that, uh, that you just want to rejoice uh, from being rescued. It's just so remarkable to think about. So let's continue on. In verse, I'm just going to go ahead and read verses 22 and 23 due to time. So, um, so Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. And now that's amazing to me. It is so awesome. Uh, darkness covered the whole land for three days. Um, and no one could move or go about or do anything. And yet the Israelites, uh, because God had come down to rescue them, brother, there was light where the places where they lived. And uh, isn't that remarkable that right there in the midst of their slavery, uh, you know, they have light and God came down to rescue them, brother, right in the midst of it. And that's exactly what he's done for us, isn't it, brother? It's exactly what he's done. And you think about Jesus went to the cross. It was complete darkness. It was mm -hmm. total darkness. It, it was darkness that covered the whole land, just like it says here. But God's people have light because Jesus entered the darkness for them. Mm -hmm. and, and so we are, are uh, in the kingdom of light. You know, and this, that's what is illustrated by this passage. The enemies of God were in darkness. The Israelites had light. Um, and we think about Jesus, you know, being on that cross completely consumed in darkness because he'd been made sin for us. Yet we, you know, live in the light. It, you know, you are now light in the Lord. 
And so we live as children of light now, Eric. We don't walk about in darkness, stumbling around, hurting ourselves and other people. We live in the light, which means that we live differently than we did before. We, we can see now. Spiritually speaking, we have spiritual eyes. We can see the gospel. We can, can experience the light in our hearts, uh, the light in the way that we live differently because we've been rescued out of this darkness. So, you know, Eric, I think too about in the, the very beginning of the Bible when God made the earth and, you know, he separated light from darkness then uh, as well. He said, let there be light and, and there was light. And that's what he does in our hearts, brother, he says, he takes us to the cross, calls us to look up, and then he says, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we come to life and we, we begin living differently and we, we don't go the places we went and do the things we did because we're not about gratifying the lusts of our flesh anymore. Uh, what we're about is walking with the Lord, the one who redeemed us and rescued us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And I love to look at this passage and see that just as Moses stretched it out of his hand, you know, we see Jesus stretching out his hands, mm-hmm. being nailed and pierced on a cross, going down into the darkness of death, you know, and then he was in, in the tomb, uh, in the darkness of the tomb, brother, for three days, mm-hmm. uh, where he couldn't, <laughs> he, he, he couldn't move. He couldn't, uh, he was in the darkness for that three days there in the tomb, but he didn't stay that way. Uh, The light of the world, brother, raised up on the third day because death had no hold on him. But but that's what love does. Love goes down to where you're at, takes you by the hand, just like the angels did with Lot and his wife and daughters, took them by the hand. Jesus has taken us by the hand, brother, he loves us. He's intimate with us. He, he desires to rescue us and, and then bring us into his kingdom. Uh, this is amazing love, and, and he does it so passionately for us. And, and since he has passionately gone into the darkness for us and rescued us and gave us a new heart with new desires going in a new direction uh, where where our marriages get better, our relationships with people um, are loving, and we begin to love people with the love that Christ has loved us with when he was on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very exciting. It's a very exciting life. It, it, it isn't just, I don't just look into the future and say, oh, I have salvation. I have freedom right now. I have love to give out right now. Why? Because I've been rescued. Because I've been redeemed. And, and so, brother, unfortunately, we're running out of time again on this podcast. So we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, but if you have any closing um, statements, and then if you could pray, brother, that'd be great. Okay, sure. Well, um, you know, when Lot was taken captive by those kings, Abraham uh, went into the darkness, it says. It was, mm. it was a rescue that happened by night. And he went into the darkness and he rescued in Lot and brought him out. That is what happens. Mm-hmm. You have one look at the cross. 
uh, you are rescued. And let me just close in prayer. Father in heaven, right now, we have talked about our lives in darkness. We've talked about a thick and dreadful darkness that could be felt and experienced and a darkness that spread and it spread out over our whole land. And Lord, you know right now that there are some listening who can identify with that, that they are living in this dark kingdom where they're enslaved to the power of darkness. Lord, I pray right now, would you please lift their eyes to Jesus? Would you help them look at the cross and see the love that was poured out by that one who, who like Abraham, went into the darkness in order to rescue them out of it? Lord, call them right now to look up and see love dying on a cross. Oh, Lord, to see love bleeding, to see our Savior suffering. And Lord, as they look there, help them to be drawn right to him up and out of that kingdom of darkness and, and being transferred into the kingdom of light and love and joy and peace and victory. And Lord, help them to begin living as children of light, that they may look back on that time and say, wow, that was bad, that was dark. But Lord Jesus, you rescued me. And I just ask right now for one heart, oh Lord, one heart, to see the change that can be made uh, through viewing the cross and experiencing its power. And I just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.